0: the Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show.
1: Hey, hey. April 20th is just around the corner, and we at Bubble Genius want to wish you a happy 420. Did you know that through the ages, marijuana has been used for medicinal and recreational purposes by stone bones like Queen Victoria, Carl Sagan, and Steve Jobs? Its earliest recorded use is as early as 3727 B.C., It's been used for millennia for everything from the treatment of labor pains to relief from arthritis and skin conditions, not to mention its inspirational and stress-relieving qualities. So, come celebrate this magnificent plant with us. With things like our wonderful, what time is it, bath bar. This lovely soap is enhanced with moisturizing hemp oil. No, you won't get a buzz. And it comes in either cannabis or nog chompa scent. Or, for that moment after 4.20... Try our Room Freshener Formula 421. It comes in either a room spray or gel jar. Works great for non-stoners, too. Sure to please any long-haired hippie types you know. Check out a variety of superbly sudsy stuff at BubbleGenius.com. Something for every stoner in your life. Dirty hippie type or otherwise. BubbleGenius.com
2: Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world, this is the Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show.
0: Right on! With Bob
2: Seska and Chez Pazienza. I like how you call homosexuality an abomination. I don't say homosexuality is an abomination, Mr. President. The Bible does. Yes, it does. Leviticus. 1822. Chapter and verse. I wanted to ask you a couple of questions while I had you here. I'm interested in selling my youngest daughter into slavery, as sanctioned in Exodus 21.7. She's a Georgetown sophomore, speaks fluent Italian, always cleared the table when it was her turn. What would a good price for her be? While thinking about that, can I ask another? My chief of staff, Leo McGarry, insists on working on the Sabbath. Exodus 35.2 clearly says he should be put to death. Am I morally obligated to kill him myself, or is it okay to call the police? Here's one that's really important, because we've got a lot of sports fans in this town. Touching the skin of a dead pig makes one unclean. Leviticus 11.7 If they promise to wear gloves, can the Washington Redskins still play football? Can Notre Dame? Can West Point? Can I burn my mother in a small family gathering for wearing garments made from two different threads? Think about those questions, would you? One last thing. While well, you may be mistaking this for your monthly meeting of the ignorant tight-ass club. In this building, when the president stands, nobody sits. The voice of the world, the sound with the beat. The sound that sets you tapping your feet. radio, the sound of year-round pleasure.
1: This is the Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show.
3: It is Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. Every, everything's so screwed up today. Uh, it's Wednesday. I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry to force you into this position.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. It's all your fault. It's Wednesday, April third, 2013, and this is the Bubble Genius Bob and Chez show. I'm Bob. That's Ches. We're brought to you every week by BubbleGenius.com. Pure products. Pure Genius. Bubble Genius the best damn bath and body products in the universe. In the entire universe. Now. So I thought what we'd do is because we're recording the show on Wednesday instead of Thursday, that being awkward enough, I thought I'd completely reconfigure the beginning of the show just to make it even more complicated. So I feel a a little off balance, but I guess that's good. Keep my toes tapping.
0: It's the way it should be. That's why I did drugs for a long time. Yeah.
3: Now, say, the, re- the reason is you've got some sort of important shindig happening on Thursday, so...
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm busy tomorrow.
3: So instead of uh, recording the show on Thursday, and what we normally do is we record both shows. We record the free show and the subscription-only show, the after-party, back-to-back. And we run, run, run one on Thursday and the other one on Friday, but we'll be doing that staggered back one day. It's a new show today, after-party on Thursday at noon. Well, that's pretty exciting. Yes. So I, you know, I also thought what I'd do is I'd, uh, I'd make the beginning of the show maybe a little quicker. And it actually will help me prepare for the show now that we're only playing one bit of audio. One sort of movie or TV clip.
0: Speaking of which... This is a little off-subject, and I promised I wouldn't get too off-subject because I, I need to keep it moving for my own sake because of work and all that stuff. But please tell me you have seen today the video from Funnier Die that got posted of uh, Huey Lewis and Al, Weird Al Yankovic reenacting the scene from American Psycho.
3: I haven't seen it. I don't know that I'll watch it because I'm not a big Weird Al guy. Right, no just, it's
0: it's hilarious it's 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 worth it just for Huey Lewis it's hilarious he basically he basically plays Patrick Bateman it's a riot
3: and he kills Weird Al yes oh yeah well that may, I I'm on it <laughs> I'll definitely watch it there are two things that annoy me these days as far as Comedy, pop culture things uh, Weird Al and Jib Jap I wish they would both stop doing Whatever it is they're doing So,
0: but, uh, yeah, it, it features uh, Huey Lewis Basically giving the same speech Only about American Psycho So he's like, you
3: like American Psycho? You know, there's, a, there's another important clip of audio That uh, we're just going to play right off the bat And it's, it's something that I know I'm going to keep at the ready uh, Maybe not just the audio But also the block quote Of the transcript of this It's Bill O'Reilly. We're talking about Bill O'Reilly, a guy who has made a career out of shaming secularism. You know what I mean? He's a
0: good Catholic, isn't he?
3: He wrote a book called Culture Warrior in which he was shaming, quote unquote, secular progressives for trying to inject, you know, non-religious laws into our non-religious secular society. Sure thing. Uh, every night, every night he does a talking points memo about secular awfulness and how Secular
0: humanists. And secular, yeah, that's, a, that's such an old boogeyman for the right.
3: It's destroying society and dogs and cats are living together, etc.
0: Mass hysteria.
3: Yeah. But lately, over the last week or so, what, what Bill O'Reilly has started to do was started to justify, you know, the... Uh, the oncoming nature of same-sex marriage. He's just—he's—he's he's basically conceding that it's going to happen, and exactly why it's going to happen. And I—I I don't know that he's gone so far as fully embracing it. I know he supports civil unions, but he's—he's he's basically now making a case for why uh, everyone needs to get along, get in line, and and support same-sex marriage.
0: It's a—it's a cynical play. It's you know he knows that. The history is going to change whether he likes it or not. And he's just he just wants to be able to look back and say that at some point he was on the correct side of it.
3: Yeah, of course. Uh, but what's happened now is he's entered into a feud against other members of the right wing media complex. Now, Laura Ingram and Rush Limbaugh, and he's fighting these people because he used, I mean, most recently he used the phrase thump the Bible. You can't, you can't yeah, thump he the said, Bible. He said all they, all
0: they can do is thump the Bible.
3: Yeah. But this is what he's been talking about all along: not thumping the Bible, not using the Bible as justification for government and government laws and public policy and so forth. That's what he's been opposed to for you know the last three decades or however long it is he's been on the air. So here's this here's this clip of Bill O'Reilly in which he basically says, "No more, uh, you know." confusing private beliefs with public policy. Here's the, here's the clip, and he's talking to Laura Ingram on his show. This is the other night.
0: That if you're going to stand up for heterosexual marriage and exclude gay marriage, if you're going to do that, you've got to do it outside the Bible. You can't cite the Bible because you'll lose if you do
1: right, it. But, Bill, no. Bill just in, in, in response to that, when you say you can't cite the Bible, well... Again, I think that's disrespectful to people who uh, really try to live their lives. It's not according disrespectful. To the Bible. I'm not saying everybody... in their private
2: life they can. We're talking a policy deal here. Don't you understand what? the difference I'm, between well, private beliefs I'm, and public policy? I guess I'm not
3: very well educated. I don't I guess understand. you don't understand. So, yeah. So That's So, just... on
0: that's, unbel- that's honestly that is the first time, you know. There have been mo- things that O'Reilly has said in the past where I've gone, oh, you know what, I kind of agree with him on that." You know, the the clock uh, the the broken clo- being right twice a day. Yeah. That's the first thing he's ever said that I'm just like, oh, or I can't believe it's him.
3: It's a major, major break- breakthrough.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, that's because he, he's, abs- he's absolutely right. He's unequivocally right about that, that.
3: And it's not just a breakthrough. You want to believe
0: what you want to believe. You go right ahead. You cannot create public policy out of it. That's right. That's right.
3: This is the guy. Th- this is ground zero for the right wing, the uh, conservative entertainment complex. Bill O'Reilly is the, the highest rated... Uh, talk show host on Fox News Channel. Uh, he's he's sort of the... I don't know if he... I, I guess you could say he's the co-captain with Rush Limbaugh. These guys run the show. Yeah. And here he is saying that you can't use the Bible as justification for public policy. It is
0: astonishing. This ought to be... This, this should have been headlines from, Well, I mean, the interesting from, thing is, I, I don't know whether... He's saying that you can't do it, or he's saying you can't do it and win, because he did say that. He did say, you know, you'll lose.
3: Yeah, but but then he goes on to say that it just doesn't. Right? No, it does. It
0: certainly sounds that way. It does.
3: Yeah, you shouldn't confuse. He says private beliefs with public policy to the point of yelling at Laura Ingram.
0: Yeah, and he's right, and she's wrong. Yeah, and you know what? I don't. You know my opinion. I don't give a crap. (laughs) how disrespected uh, people who live their entire lives by the Bible feel yeah. tough. Yeah. You want to live your life by a 2,000-year-old book? You go right ahead. You can do it in your private life. Nobody's going to stop you. That's the beauty of, you know, the beauty of America, that you're allowed to do that. But you cannot legislate that. You can't create public policy based on that, that's on right. those beliefs, that's and right. make everyone conform to them.
3: I mean, it's, it's one of the establishing principles of the United States of America. The, se- the wall of separation between church and state. Now, the First Amendment contains it right there.
0: You know, yeah. Did you did this uh, slightly tangentially? Did you hear the story about North Carolina trying to set up an official religion?
3: Oh yes, yes, and that that leads us to our next topic. I mean, this. Uh, I mean, basically, North Carolina is going to ignore the entire First
0: Amendment. Don't don't you love it? Don't you love it when the conservatives think that they're getting really clever? Yeah. Like, we figured out a loophole. If we just set up an official religion, well, you know, the Constitution doesn't say it can deal with that. We got our own rights. We can do whatever we want here. Ha ha. See how I figured that one out? (laughs) Right. See? see? Smart. I'm smart, (laughs) as John Cazale used to say.
3: A resolution filed by Republican lawmakers calls for North Carolina to declare an official religion in violation of the Establishment Clause of the U.S. Bill of Rights and seeks to nullify any federal ruling against Christian prayer by public bodies nationwide or statewide. Resolution grew out of a dispute between the American Civil Liberties Union and the Rowan County Board of Commissioners.
0: Well, Astonishing.
3: A David and Goliath matchup, if I've ever seen one. In a federal lawsuit filed last month, the ACLU says the board has opened 97% of its meetings since 2007 with explicitly Christian prayers. So they want to establish what christianity as the official religion of north carolina. You know, it's,
0: it's interesting. I didn't I didn't actually see that, but come on. <laughs> of course. Of course. no, it's going to be islam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's it, jainism. That's what we're setting up as the official re- <laughs> we're going to throw everybody a curveball. But yeah, they want to set it up and if they set it up, then that basically creates a a theocracy that according to them doesn't fall under federal laws, doesn't fall under federal restrictions. That's right. Including taxes, incidentally. Because, you know, if there's one thing that the frickin' Republicans are always doing, it's trying to figure out a way to not pay taxes. Exactly.
3: Exactly. And I think what they've been doing is they've decided that they're just going to challenge the hell out of the Constitution at the state level. I mean, you see Tea Party people left and right. The rallies and in, in Congress talking about the Constitution and how you know Obama's ignoring the Constitution and crapping all over it. But but here they are. Whether it's you know equal protection, same sex marriage, uh, abortion rights, reproductive rights.
0: You're looking for a rationality where there is none.
3: Establishment of religion, First Amendment rights. I mean, no, these are all because, things because that
0: Because that all comes down to, and you and I have spoken about this so many times before, that all comes down to them versus us. We can do it. It's, it's okay for us to do it. It's okay for us to collect welfare. No. It's okay for us to step on the Constitution, take our, take our tiny wee-wees out and piss all over it. That's cool. Yeah. But when they do it, the others, yeah. blacks... The immigrants, the illegals, yeah. you know, they're the ones, and that's, that's when it's wrong. Well, us, we, you know what, this is our the, our, the United States of America is our European white Anglo-Saxon birthright. We can do whatever the hell we want. Yeah,
3: I mean, it's, 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 it's all part of the big plan that they have, which is to subvert you, the Jared. Constitution at the state level and then to, um, to defend it at the federal level somehow. Somehow that's that's working out for them. I'm not sure exactly how, but it's working out in terms of supporting the Second Amendment, you know, in terms of their own interpretation of it.
0: While you know, crapping all over everything else. We do. You know, can't the federal government just kind of pull on, like, say, North Carolina and Texas and places like that? What we do to North Korea, can't we just sanction them? Fine. You want to go your own way? Tell you what here we're we're closing down your interstates. Yeah, yeah. We'll just, we're, we're we're taking back every single federal any federal deal that you get any at all. We're just canceling it. Okay? Good luck. Yeah. I mean if they try want to, it, try to try to try to subsist on your own. Good luck with that crap.
3: Yeah, we talked about this a lot. I mean if they want nullification, let's give them nullification. Sure. If they want secession, let's let's give them a taste of that. Let's eliminate federal funding, matching funds for roads and schools and
0: healthcare and <laughs> Yeah, it it would be a, a you know, a feudal wasteland in no time. Yeah. Just just cut off all the earmarks, you know.
3: Ron Paul and Rand Paul, they don't want the earmarks, they don't they don't want the federal government interfering. Let's just eliminate their earmarks.
0: Yeah. And 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 uh, kind of like we do with uh uh you know, with hostile countries, we should kick their representatives out of Washington. <laughs> you know what? Tell you what we're sending your uh, we're se- we're sending your representatives and your senators home. Yeah. Bye-bye. Enjoy North Carolina.
3: You know, strangely enough, you know who might actually do that? If if they were president,
2: hmm.
3: Chris Christie, I could actually see Chris Christie going. Even members of his own party going, "F you! If you don't want it, get out, get out, mm-hmm. bye bye, bye
0: bye." Again, see that you're right. That's that's a good portrait you're painting there of him. And it is again one of the things why I may not like his policies, but there are times when I just smile at Chris Christie.
3: Because you kind of hope. I mean, there's. I think with Chris Christie, there's kind of a similar effect as Barack Obama has, which is it's very easy for us to superimpose our, our finest wishes upon them. And they and they
0: have a lot of personal and political charisma. That's that, right. Yes, that you sort of, yeah, you, you're you right. You superimpose your, your wants and desires on them.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, even as I was saying that about Chris Christie, I'm going, God, don't be fooled, Bob.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> for
3: God's sake. Yeah, you of all people. Uh, yeah, because the guy, you know, the guy's not... The guy's not uh, Jesus. I mean, he's not going to be this uh, this great sort of healer, this this Republican who can, can speak to, to liberals and conservatives alike and kick some ass and all of that. He's going to be, you know, Chris Christie gets into office, and I don't want to get too far off on a tangent because we've got a break here, but he's, you know, he's going to be a, basically a typical Republican president if, if, in the off chance he ever gets elected. So anyway, no. Lots more Republican shenanigans to talk about, including sodomy laws, bestiality, it's all here. (laughs) God. (laughs) Short break, back after this. The Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show.
1: Do I stress you out my sweaters
3: Okay we're back on the uh, on the show this week. special Wednesday show
1: So uh, you know
3: Ken Cuccinelli who's the uh, current attorney general in the great state of uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia. Cuccinelli filed a petition with the Fourth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals asking the full 15-judge court to reconsider a decision by a three-judge panel last month that overturned the state's sodomy law. The panel ruled last month that a section of Virginia's Crimes Against Nature statute that outlaws sodomy between consenting adults, gay or straight, is unconstitutional. From what I understand, It's, it's just that's just staggering. Yeah. I mean, what they're what they're talking about. I mean, they think it's all about the butt, right? I mean, uh, you know, not to get too graphic about this, but I I think the the misconception is that it's all about the butt. But isn't sodomy? Doesn't sodomy include a wide variety of other
0: sodomy things? Yeah, sodomy is is a yeah is a pretty broad term. (laughs) No pun intended.
3: But I mean, it's damn. Over- I mean, it's such an obvious pander because I mean, the the big problem with the sodomy laws, or we should say, the anti sodomy laws, is that how the hell, how do you ever
0: enforce something like that? You don't enforce something like that. It's just a, it's a, it's blanket. You're like you said, it's pandering. It's stupid. Trying to win the anti sodomy vote.
3: Meanwhile, Louis Gomer opened. I'll cast
0: him. you out with the sodomites.
3: <laughs> cast you down with the sodomites. Cast you down with
0: the sodomites. That's a Dufrane.
3: Louis Gomert I didn't get the audio of this in time to be before we started the show but Louis Gohmert linked his opposition to any gun control legislation
0: to gay marriage and bestiality. At some point you can tie it all together. You can connect the dots of any bizarre Republican, you know, uh, outrage.
3: <laughs> it all comes back to Sodomy, doesn't it?
0: It does. Yes. Man on dog. You know you just know Louis Gomert has been and he's loved it. You know, you know his wife. Uh, he's got. He's married, of course. I just assume so. He must be. Yeah. He, there's no way he's not. Uh, you know, his wife puts like, like deep into his. <laughs> it's possible. Just
3: I, I just. There's some things that you can't unhear, and I wish I could unhear that. Gomert said, in fact, I had this discussion with some wonderful, caring Democrats earlier this week on the issue of, well, they said, surely you could agree to limit the number of rounds in a magazine, couldn't you? How would that be problematic? And I pointed out, well, once you make a 10, then why why would you draw the line at 10? What's wrong with 9 or 11? And the problem is, once you draw there, that limit, it's there it is. Of-
0: there's the There's There it is. There's the crap straw man argument.
3: Yeah. And the problem is that once you draw that limit, it's kind of like marriage. When you say it's not a man and a woman anymore, then why not have three men and one woman or four women and one man? Or why not? Somebody has a love for an animal. Somebody has a love for an animal. (laughs) That's what he said.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Taking it's the it's the argumentative fallacy where you take something to the absolute extreme so that it's so it's hypothetical and it's so well beyond what's actually being discussed.
3: Yeah. This guy, this guy is one of 435 elite Americans who gets to make laws for the entire country. This guy. Yeah, but he
0: comes. Yeah, but he's, he was elected by idiots in Texas. Yeah,
3: yeah which goes back to our thesis from last week which is you know what look if you're going to vote republican fine fine go ahead vote republican why not why not find a republican that has a brain in their head
0: because because uh, they're being voted especially the house of representatives are being voted by the smallest number of people by a local local groups and they want people who are just like them and they're mm. freaking idiots <sighs>
3: Why not somebody has a love for an animal?
0: <laughs> like I do. Like I, Louis Gummert.
3: I mean, it's, it's a remarkable phrase here in this sentence. It says, and I'm not, I'm not dropping any words from this. Or why not somebody has a love for an animal?
0: I, think, I mean, uh, that's, again, that's, that is what they're most guilty of. It is. It's, it is, it's the slippery slope. It's the worst, it's the worst case scenario argument. Mm-hmm. <sighs> The, you know we can't take one little step because that will inevitably lead to the complete collapse of society. If we do this, then the butterfly effect begins and the whole world crumbles two weeks from now.
3: That's right. See, uh, I, yeah, I'm not even going to do it. I was going to I was going to present some sort of logic that says, oh, here's why bestiality is is absolutely not the same." <laughs> but, and it doesn't. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's it's
0: it's obscene to even think about arguing with it. Yeah it really really is
3: because they're so vastly 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 different but anyway so uh so there's uh, they're uh, they're they're pulling for the anti-sodomy vote in virginia and louis gohmert's going for the anti-bestiality vote in wherever the hell he's from i don't even know i don't even know where louis is it's texas isn't it he's, he's from texas, in texas and texas, apparently there's
0: a real problem with bestiality in texas <laughs>
3: No, <laughs> obviously. Because
0: ju- judging by uh, what I remember of uh, Full Metal Jacket, there's only two things that come from Texas.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and what about Cuccinelli in Virginia, for God's sake? I mean, is yeah, he, yeah, is I he see going around so- saying, oh, my God, I'm just, you know what? I'm traveling across the state, running for governor, and uh, I'm seeing so much sodomy.
0: That's right. No, no, matter, am, yeah.
3: no matter where I go, no matter where I turn. Hell, I was in Denny's the other day shaking hands and kissing babies. Saw some sodomy behind the counter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, got to defeat Benny this. you shook hands with a guy who had obviously just participated in sodomy. I guess you can tell.
3: <laughs> got to smoke it out. If you didn't
0: wash your hands. <laughs>
3: but this is uh, this is just insane the, I mean it just goes to show that no, one, no one's paying any attention to what Reince Priebus wrote in that big, long Republican memo about how to
0: you know fix the Republican Party. but they can't they're they're incapable of it. it would you know we, we said this early on it, it would require a complete sea change. It yeah. would require a fundamental change as to who they are. And, and they can't give it up because mm. if they do, they're not Republicans. Yeah. And you know what? To their, to their credit, I actually heard a couple of Republicans have the, the balls to come out and say that. Look, we can't change because if we do, we're not Republicans anymore. Fine. You mm. know what? At, at least if you admit that and you admit that publicly, then I can look you in the eye and say, I respect that about you. Mm. I, I agree with nothing about what you say. Nothing. None of your beliefs. Yeah. But at least, you know, at least the, the battle lines are drawn and I know where you stand.
3: Yeah, well, and then what this ultimately comes down to is the most simplistic argument that's easiest to understand, you know, the stuff that fits on bumper stickers, yada, 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 yada. True. Sure. Stuff we talk about all the time, and this is what they market in. This is the, uh, this is the stuff that wins the lots of votes, and, uh, I, you know, sure, I mean, go for it, but at the same time, don't screw with the rest of us, for God's sake. You want to believe ridiculous things? Just go off, just like Bill O'Reilly says: private beliefs versus public policy. Two how very would, very. So how would the
0: way. sodomy thing fit in a bumper sticker? <laughs> no sodomy. No no soda for me. Got butt. No, got butt. it'd be like yeah, that would
3: no. be it. <laughs> no. <laughs> be like you know, usually those those got that got meme, which has gone on way too long, like years yes. too long. Usually that's just it's just the question, but this this bumper sticker would have the answer also. God, but no. Anyway, we got to take a quick break for Bubble Genius back after this. Weird show today. It really, really is. I just I feel like a little bit off balance. You want to know why? I, I like to play all of those things at the beginning of the show. It's like a it's like a warm up. It's like standing in the on deck circle, swinging that swinging that bat around with a donut on the end of it. And when we don't have that anymore, I just get kind of off balance. Strange. Hey, the show's brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. That's B-U-B-B-L-E-G-E-N-I-U-S, full stop, C-O-M. Go there. Buy all of your bath and body products because they're great. And And their music is now not working, so I'm going to stop it and, oh, yeah, okay, there it is. There it's back.
0: Cool. Wow, it's like a Franz Ferdinand song there for a minute.
3: <laughs> Here's the latest from BubbleGenius.com.
1: hey. Hey. April 20th is just around the corner, and we at Bubble Genius want to wish you a happy 420. Did you know that through the ages, marijuana has been used for medicinal and recreational purposes by stone bones like Queen Victoria, Carl Sagan, and Steve Jobs? Its earliest recorded use is as early as 3727 BC. It's been used for millennia for everything from the treatment of labor pains to relief from arthritis and skin conditions, not to mention its inspirational and stress-relieving qualities... So, come celebrate this magnificent plant with us. With things like our wonderful, what time is it, bath bar. This lovely soap is enhanced with moisturizing hemp oil. No, you won't get a buzz. And it comes in either cannabis or nog chompa scent. Or for that moment after 420, try our room freshener formula 421. It comes in either a room spray or gel jar. Works great for non-stoners too. Sure to please any long-haired hippie types you know, Check out a variety of superbly sudsy stuff at BubbleGenius.com. Something for every stoner in your life. Dirty hippie type or otherwise, BubbleGenius.com.
2: Shove Bob and Ches into your pants and haul them around
0: with you wherever you go. Subscribe to The Bob and Ches Show in the podcast section on iTunes.
3: Where you buy all your soap and bath and body products at BubbleGenius.com and you go to check out, make sure and enter your promo code, which is Bob and Chez, B-O-B-A-N-D-C-H-E-Z for 15% off your entire order from Bubble Genius. And you know what I discovered? There's, they have a soap and it's, it's my favorite soap that they have. And that's why they, they named it Bob's favorite favorite hibiscus soap. Shaped like a hibiscus. And I, I discovered the other day, after I injured myself, I got a little, I got some, I cut myself. And I, I got a little bit of blood on, like, a white T-shirt. And I discovered that this hibiscus soap actually works like, I mean, it works better than that OxyClean crap. To get... Out stains like blood
0: stains. because there's hydrochloric acid in it. <laughs> That's right. That's but what I used know. it. with the uh, Paul and Sarah don't tell you.
3: So there was like a little bit of blood stain on my white T-shirt, and I, I ran it under some cold water, and then rubbed some of that hibiscus soap on there, and then just it just kind of rubbed the stain with the end of my fingers, and came right out. Came right out. Sure. It's like brand you, new.
0: You cut yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen Joy on Facebook lately. Is she okay? Uh, who? <laughs> Nothing, I was just being, being tasteless. <laughs>
3: um, oh, here's, a, here's another fine, upstanding Republican. Officials in Florida on Monday said that an elected Florida Republican Party committeeman had been arrested on multiple charges of possessing and transmitting child pornography. Excellent. Walton County Sheriff Mike Atkinson confirmed to the Northwest Florida Daily News that Lane Reese, a former Walton County Commissioner, was, Lane take, Meyer. Yeah, was taken into custody around 5 p.m. on Monday after a month long investigation. Deputies recovered multiple images of child pornography after serving a search warrant on his home in Santa Rosa. It's always Beach.
0: multiple images. <laughs> multiple images. Nobody ever finds like one image. That's right. And there's like a, there's like a, you know, like a 16 year old girl on yeah. here.
3: Yeah, he had like oh, a, he had a bike shop, you know.
0: Right. He brought back uh, Arnold and Dudley.
3: Arnold and Dudley take off their shirts. <laughs> in
0: the, in the Once back. again, show you could never get away with now. Jesus. Right.
3: Yeah, because in that show, in that episode, they actually showed it. They actually, yeah. Sh-
0: they're, like the, they're like the little naked kids. Yeah. You can never get away with that now.
3: It's Arnold and Dudley in the the creepy back room of the bike shop.
0: With Mr. Carlson.
3: With Mr. Carlson. Good Lord. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. So, you know, it always ends up being a, a Republican. In 2001, Walton County named Reese Man of the Year. Well, that was a good decision. According to his bio, Reese is the president of the consulting group Human Resources Solutions and serves on the board of the United Methodist Church's Foundation for Evangelism.
0: Of course Bet he's into sodomy
3: (laughs) Oh god Okay So uh, Moving on Now I I, want to I want to talk about The Sam Harris Versus Greenwald thing But But I want to wait Till the next segment Okay Before we get into that uh, (laughs) Have you seen this This is the greatest product I think To come along In the last Several months they have uh, the really, really... Oh, that's, a, that's
0: a ringing endorsement. Well, it's a, I, can't, I can't wait to hear what it is. It's the greatest product to come along in the last maybe two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: it's, and at first, I thought this was an April Fool's joke, but it's not. It's actually a legitimate thing. It's called the Anti-Drone Hoodie. And it's, a, it's like a hood with... It's it's almost like if you were to wear like one of those rain ponchos, but most of the poncho has been cut off, except for the area around the shoulders and chest, and it's made of like this silvery, like silver lame fabric. And you know what it looks like? It, it act-
0: looks like it looks like a giant tinfoil hat. That's
3: exactly right. It actually they've actually made and marketed a tinfoil hat. It's
0: perfect. Whoever made that was, whoever came up with that was genius. <laughs> Just be- genius. It began in tw- and That's the beauty part about it. You don't even really, the people who would buy it don't even really need to because they've got their tinfoil hats on anyway.
3: Yeah, yeah. It began in 2010 with Camo flash, an anti-paparazzi handbag that responds to the unwanted camera flashes with a counter flash of its own, replacing the photograph's intended subject with a fuzzy orb of bright white light. Then came the CV Dazzle. A mix of bold makeup and hairstyling based on military camouflage techniques, designed to flummox computer face recognition software.
0: God. Yeah, they make these. Um, they make these license plate covers, which are um, <laughs> that I've seen online that are yeah. like you can re- you can only read your license plate from the back, from di- directly behind you. Yeah. So the idea being that your your uh, license plate can't have pictures of it taken at intersections. Yeah.
3: The anti-drone hoodie was the central attraction of Harvey's Stealthwear Exhibition. I guess this guy is Stealthwear
0: Exhibition. Yeah.
3: That, that is that, the
0: sanest place on earth.
3: <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> I can only imagine the conversations you have yeah. at a Stealth Exhibition, yeah. a Stealthwear Exhibition.
3: What they really need to do is make one of these that has really long sleeves that you can tie around in the back. Keep, keep, keep them from hurting themselves and others. Yeah, you know, They also make corks that go on the end of forks.
0: <laughs> That's right. Rupert.
3: Yeah. yeah. What I'm talking about is the straight jacket model of the stealth wear anti-drone hoodie. So, well, good. Good. If you want to wear this ridiculous looking thing because you're afraid of drones stealing your soul or whatever, please, please go for it. Spend your hard-earned money on basically what amounts to a tinfoil hat. Because all your friends will love you, and you know you'll get lots of lots of
0: dates. And then, and then keep in mind that it won't work one bit because if you're paranoid enough to to buy something like that, you you're already very well aware that you're constantly under surveillance. <laughs> there there are a bazillion cameras everywhere now. I've said it so many times; it's it's become a mantra at, at the blog and Huffington and banter. It's we live in Bentham's panopticon now. That's right. There's just no way around it. You are you are constantly under surveillance.
3: One last break back after this.
1: This is the Bubble Genius
3: Bob and Ches Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. Yeah, we're back. So I want to find out um, more about this, uh, this what this feud between Sam Harris and Glenn Greenwald. You wrote a, uh, a column about it in the hey, Daily Bangor. Hey,
0: freaking! I wrote a tome. Yeah. I wrote War and Peace.
3: It's it's, uh, it's easily the longest piece you've ever written and it's, so
0: it, there's got to be lots of juicy details here now. It's it's one of them it is. It's actually I mean it's very long for me. I I, I like to keep things kind of short because I feel like, you know, people really their attention span stops. Yeah. Well, they have, mean, the the only stuff that I'll let be long is when it's funny.
3: Right. And people have limited time too. I mean, you're at work, yeah, exactly. you're trying to, trying to do things between the
0: uh the, the, the rounds of your uh, middle manager coming by your cubicle and you want to get It's funny though cuz I used to write I mean, when I first started the blog, especially, I would write I would write stuff that it would take me two and three days to write, meaning I would post it a chunk at a time. I don't do that anymore.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you do write long. I mean, you you typically have written in the past very long. I used to, yeah. But anyway, so so uh, Sam Harris is the uh, the b- b- notorious atheist uh author
0: yeah um, author of the end of faith
3: yeah and we talked about we talked about him a few weeks ago with regards to gun control and he was kind of kind of criticizing uh some gun control efforts and yeah and, and you know things. he makes and,
0: logical arguments against yeah. gun control i still disagree with him and think that something needs to be done again no. you have to you have to take the step at some point no. but i do think that his his logic i get where he's coming from on it
3: right then of course glenn greenwald we all know glenn greenwald from the guardian and he's you know He's sort of the, uh, you know, Glenn Greenwald is kind of the, the hub. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Glenn Greenwald has his own anti-drone hoodie. Probably. Yeah, he's sort of the hub of this uh, this far left. I, mean, I don't even know if he's far left. I think he's libertarian. I'm still he fairly is. certain. No, he's, he's not. He's it. not a liberal. I mean,
0: one of the things that the points that I made is that basically what happened is uh, Harris, Glenn Greenwald retweeted a couple of articles um, that he of course put his little seal of approval on and said made great points. Um, a couple of articles that come out that came out over the past week that slammed Harris and Richard Dawkins and you know and, and you know by extension Christopher Hitchens and the rest of the quote unquote new atheists. Mm-hmm. I hate that term um, because of what what he what they what they say is their Islamophobia. The fact that they are sort of preaching anti uh, anti Islam anti Muslim animus. Um, and, you know, so he put his seal of approval on this, and, and I guess Harris decided for, for inexplicable reasons, because I, I don't understand that. I mean, the thing I, – as I said in the, in the piece that I wrote, one of the things that bothers me the most is the idea that, that did – did he feel like he needed to uh, – I mean did, uh, did Harris feel like he needed to confront Greenwald over it because of the fact that he considered Greenwald sort of an intellectual peer or that he considered him a liberal, a fellow liberal, which he calls him. He calls him a fellow liberal because that to me is like – as I said in the piece, I'm like that's the one time I can look at something that Sam Harris has said and just said that's inarguably a f- up mm. because he's neither – you know um, Harris. Say what you will about him; his logic is generally impeccable. It's very, very good. His whole—I mean, Jesus—his whole, his whole raison d'être is, is arguing from that point of view. I—I well, um, I, I guess though you could say that
3: Greenwald. Kind of self-identifies as a liberal, but I would consider him more to be like a libertarian contrarian kind of. Exa- that's you know.
0: exactly what it is. He, and he is a contrarian. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, maybe I shouldn't give him crap for that because in some ways he's doing the same thing that Hitchens used to do. You know, Hitchens used to just argue for the sake of arguing mm-hmm. just because he enjoyed it because he liked being a bastard. But either way, you know, he kind of – Harris wrote to him and they had an email exchange yesterday. And um, – So this is a this is a private email
3: exchange. in, in, in where they both took their separate emails, their, their email records, and just posted them anyway.
0: And just, well, they mentioned, they mentioned it online. They, I mean, they mentioned it uh, in the back and forth. They said we should post the here. I think it was Harris who said, uh, I can, you know, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't remember who said it first, but it was like somebody suggested it, and they they both sort of agreed, so I guess that's why they both posted it. And Greenwald, of course, wrote, you think what I wrote was long. Greenwald wrote this really, really lengthy piece trying to dissect uh, all of the Islamophobia of uh, Sam Harris and so on. And my point is along the lines of, of Harris's point. And Harris's point is not so much Islamophobic, it's just that while he comes down on all religions, and he believes that faith based religions, and he believes that they're all silly and ridiculous and outdated, and uh, there's no need for any of them, uh, you know, and they're all, in, in their own way, they're all sort of dangerous, he does say, that Islam at this point in our society's uh, existence represents the most immediate and physical threat, which is true. It just is. I mean, there are more people who subscribe to Islam who are who tend to, to be or in concentrated areas who tend to be to be willing to take that to an extreme that involves physical violence. Um, you know, a lot of other religions, and by the way, it doesn't mean that there aren't people from other religions who don't, who aren't also violent, but a lot of other religions have been forced in one way or another to sort of conform to modernity at least a little bit. And, and excuse me, there are, you know, there's a, a, a segment of, of Islam, certainly a segment of the Islamic world that does not do bother with that. They're just, you know, you insult us yeah. and, well, Allah says you should die. Um, you know, we uh, there, you do something we don't like well Allah says you should die and you know they, they can beat up women and they can do whatever the hell they want and it's very barbaric and it's completely wrong and I mean, of course again he is not saying I would never say that every single Muslim I would not say that most Muslims are like this I would say that there is a problem with extremist Islam and that's the argument that Harris makes and the, the, issue, that, the issue that he brings up when he talks to Greenwald about this and I happen to agree with him is twofold number one you know calling somebody a bigot because you're angry because uh, uh uh that person is say beating up on somebody because of who they are because of the color of their skin or something like that that's wrong. What Harris is arguing about is the idea is the the doctrine. It's not, you know, it's not a person who subscribes to Islam. It is the doctrine itself that he's got a real issue with. Yeah. And and that's, you know, on the one hand that's I agree with that. I mean, I do. And the other thing that he's saying is it would be wrong and political and intellectually dishonest for somebody like Sam Harris to argue against religion in general but then not point out what he sees as the really serious problems with Islam because a lot of people do that. A lot of people are very unwilling to say, look, there is a problem with fundamentalist Islam, a serious problem. Yeah, And it doesn't make you racist or or bigoted or horrible or is or completely Islamophobic or you know have a hatred of an entire group of people to say that. Well, to the say difference that is there that, is an issue with this particular with this particular facet of this kind of religion.
3: I mean it seems to me as if Sam Harris has problems with all forms of fundamentalism, regardless of what religion Absolutely. it is.
0: Yeah. And one and I'll tell you something, one of my favorite arguments that he makes that I really do uh, I really do like is you know, a lot of people obviously come back to him and they say, well, you know, if it gets me through the day, what's the big deal? If religion, you know, if religion is something I believe personally and I, I know and it's not bothering anybody else, why should you care? And you know what? Honestly, most people don't. And I kind of don't. You know, whatever gets you through the day, that's fine. Yeah. But here's the logical argument against that. And this is something Harris has brought, busted out with a couple of times, and I, I think it's a good argument. You can't, you can't just believe something and not have it affect other things in your life, what you believe informs who you are and in the actions you take, mm-hmm. and that means that if you know if you believe that Jesus is coming uh, to take everybody away next week, you're going to behave in a way that shows that. Yeah, you know, and that's that's the issue that he brings up. He's like, look, it's it's one you know it sounds very benign to say, well, look, you know what? It's, it's I believe what I believe, but I don't let it you know I don't let it bother anybody else. And there are some people who do that, and God bless them. You know, I love that irony that I say that, but by the same token, you do you do let that inform who you are, and that is when it becomes a problem. Sure. Yeah, it seems to me
3: as if um, you see a lot of that on the, the the Christian fundamentalist side, where people are trying to facilitate the end times by Absolutely. sowing the seeds of discontent oh, yeah. in the Middle East and specifically Israel to pave the way for the. Second coming of Christ and, you know, and, uh, and
0: I've said before the bigger problem in, you know, for all, and it's interesting because all these people who are these crazies who are bitching, you know, one thing that, that uh, uh, Harris says in his in his email that I do disagree with is he says that there's no such thing as Islamophobia. I get the I get the point he's trying to make logically, but there absolutely is, because we see it in the form of crazy Michelle Bachman and her little cadre trying to prohibit Sharia law, which is not going to be a problem. Yeah. They're just doing it because they're terrified. You know, They're scared out of their wits. But the interesting thing is that everybody knows they come from a point of view not of, hey, you know what, I, I have a problem with Islam because I am a secularist. I am someone who believes in rationality and logic and reason. They come at it from the point of view of we're a Christian nation. And that to me, that really, I mean, I actually, I think, I think Christianity is a much bigger problem in America, obviously, by simple virtue of its ubiquity, its dominance, its uh, yeah, preeminence, than Islam is or probably will ever be.
3: And I agree with Bill O'Reilly. That if you're
0: going to stand up for heterosexual marriage and exclude gay marriage, if you're going to do that, you've got to do it outside the Bible. You can't cite the Bible because yep. you'll
3: lose yep. if you do right, it. But, mm.
1: Bill, um, Bill, just in in, in yep, response yep, yep, to that yep. when you say you can't cite the Bible, well, again, I think that's disrespectful to people who uh, really uh, try to live their lives it's according not disrespectful. to the Bible. I'm not saying everybody in their
2: private life they can. We're talking a policy deal here. So right. Don't you understand what? the difference between well, private beliefs I'm, and public policy? I guess I'm not very well educated. I don't, yes, just, yes, don't yes, understand. Yes. Yes.
0: Right. He's, he's absolutely, that's it, that, and that's the point. He's absolutely correct, and that's the thing. Again, when you, if you're in public office and you believe these things, uh-huh. it's very hard for you not to have that try to translate into public policy. Yeah. If you really believe, look, uh, you know, Jesus is coming back soon, and, and, and it's my job as an evangelical to witness to people, and I'm also an elected official, what the hell do you think you're going to do? You mm-hmm. think you're just going to shut that off? Yeah. You, you answer to a higher calling. And, you're, and he's absolutely right. You know, this people, God, people who, I mean, to me, it's crazy. It is. The idea that people uh, uh, kowtow and people take advice from a 2,000-year-old book written when people literally knew nothing about anything. Mm-hmm. But if you want to believe that in your private life, that's fine. But, yeah, you, again, we, we're right back at the beginning. You can't make public policy out of it.
3: Right. Here was a, uh, this is Greenwald's first tweet. I mean, he basically, you know, he does this where he just calls people out by referring to them as as authoritarians or bigots. Yes. He's so, always
0: big on that. Yeah.
3: So to, uh, read such and such post on the bigotry of the new atheists with a very revealing quote from Sam Harris.
0: Yeah. And, that, and that's it. That's exact. You know, you wonder why Harris immediately wrote to him. And, and was kind of, a, kind of a little snippy. I mean, I, you know, to Harris's credit, I mean, Harris right off the bat kind of was like, look, why, why, are, you know, why are you putting out this crap?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and then, of course, it's interesting because Green, Greenwald wrote as part of his defense, look, I retweet all kinds of stuff. It doesn't mean I stand by every single thing in the article. He should take it up with the author. It's like, well, yeah, he can. But guess what? You are endorsing it by writing that kind of thing.
3: So how did this uh how did this wrap up? Did they come to any sort of agreement or did they— No, none
0: at all. Not Just at that all. they would post the uh you know that it might be a good idea to post the the email thread. Okay. And so and It wasn't and... a long email thread. They didn't go back and forth. It was like maybe three emails, three emails each.
3: Okay. So and then they've got their sort of summations. One is at samharris.org and the other is at uh the Guardian and Well,
0: Sam, Sam I mean I haven't seen Sam Harris post anything else, but he posted last night just the email threat and is his, you know, his comment on it, which is very brief, like a one paragraph comment. And it was leading into it. It wasn't even a, a summation. It was a, you know, here's what I just, here's the conversation that I had with Glenn Greenwald. Greenwald, on the other hand, of course, wrote a, you know, a freaking book.
3: Right, right. Well, this is right on the heels, too, of Greenwald, and this was kind of shocking to me. Greenwald actually confessed to not wanting to ban drones. So if, if you, listener, want, you, if you want to ban drones, Glenn Greenwald doesn't support your position, shockingly. He's actually against it. He said he tweeted, this is his actual, this is the actual Glenn Greenwald tweet. He wrote to, uh, said this to Oliver Willis, you're totally ignorant on the drone debate. Nobody is calling for a ban, including me. He's just, Greenwald is basically just calling for regulation of drones,
0: which is what we all do. I mean, right. we, we all have been talking about that. Every time I... I- love that he calls, you know, this is, the, this is part of the thing that I, that I mentioned in in my piece on on Sam Harris and Glenn Greenwald. Mm-hmm. I, the, one of the issues that I took was Greenwald's utter condescension to someone who really does have a big brain, like Sam Harris. Yeah. He did the same thing with, uh, with Christopher Hitchens you know and he does it and he does it with Oliver Willis he's just this you're ignorant he just does this this condescending horseshit. yeah you're an obama lover that's what yeah I, I mean and that's it he distills and you know some of it and he even admits this some of it can be be blamed on the character uh, limits of twitter but guess what then don't use twitter <laughs> you know, if there's nuance there, if you want to make a point that, that can't be summed up in 140 characters, and maybe you think, look, this person, you've got a good point about this, but I disagree with you on this, and you can't say that in 140 characters, shut the hell up. Yeah.
3: Precisely. So, so now what? He's moving on to just accusing people of being bigots.
0: Well, like yeah, the, of course. That's, <clears throat> not, that's not a surprise. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, I referenced I referenced in the piece that I wrote that a a couple of years ago, he, I I remember this specifically, he did, he retweeted a Politico article and he said, you know, note uh, the something, you know, note uh, um, uh, how this person trying to defend uh, uh, George W. Bush cites war zealot Christopher Hitchens. (laughs) And what made me laugh about that is like, Wait a minute. First of all, you're punching way out of your intellectual weight class on this. Way above it. Way above Mm -hmm. it, dude. You know, Hitchens would eat you for lunch. Yeah. Yeah, You know, And, and also, let's please say it with me. Go ahead and point out the thing immediately worth pointing out. Which is that Glenn Greenwald himself supported the Iraq war. That's right. But that has conveniently gone away, and he now stashes that amongst, like, you know, supposed the lies that people tell about him, which is such crap.
3: Well, let's do the list. Glenn Greenwald supported the Iraq war. Glenn Greenwald supported George W. Bush. Glenn Greenwald uh, supported, uh, or was against, gun control. Yeah, the at least proliferation in Brazil. of guns. Right. Glenn Greenwald was in favor of Citizens United. And now Glenn Greenwald is against banning drones, you know, even though we know he's entirely against, you know, not entirely in favor of drones, but, you know, he doesn't want to ban them. So who is this guy? Who is this guy who's sort of the Pied Piper of the, I don't know what you would call it, the libertarian left, the... I don't know what this, this hey, look, cabal you was know even called. He's,
0: he, he's his own person, and that's fine. Nothing wrong with it. But you have to be somewhat consistent or acknowledge the inconsistency.
3: Yeah, and again, it's, it's not like I really care all that much about Glenn Greenwald, shockingly enough. My concern is about the impact that he has on all yeah. of his people. It's the same reason I criticize Rush Limbaugh or any of the others. It's, 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 it's not so much Come about that
0: What's that? How long, how long have you been blogging? Since uh, Officially since 2004. There you go. Okay, I've been blogging since 2006. Yeah. In that amount of time, do you, I've changed my mind on a couple of subjects, yeah. on a couple of very big ones. Mm-hmm. And if you were to corner me on it, not corner, but if you were to bring it up, I'd absolutely say, yo, yeah, I changed my mind on that. Yeah, that's true. Greenwald just glosses over his past opinions. Yeah.
3: I mean, He certainly hasn't changed his mind on Citizens United, because he, he defended his position to me on Twitter. Uh, no more than 10 or 15 days ago. And, the, you know, I mean, the other stuff he hasn't, he never responded to when I asked him about uh, gun control and his yeah, opposition to gun control.
0: Yeah, that's right. He doesn't talk to a lot
3: Hey, look, after party is tomorrow, Thursday, Thursday this week at noon Eastern Time. Subscribe, why don't you, if you aren't already? And tell a few friends while you're at it. Hey, see you next week. Bye.
1: Later.